Monday. 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 Open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node Modules, Barbecue Tips, Git Workflows, Breakdancing, Soft Skills, Web Development, The Hastiest, The Craziest, The Tastiest Web Development Treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax and this Monday Hasty Treat. We're going to be talking all about abstraction. And if you don't know what abstraction is, this will be good at introduction to what it is. We're going to be talking about it in the context of both React as well as just general JavaScript programming uh, in general, talking about how to make things more simple for ourselves. This episode is sponsored by Log Rocket, which is the perfect place to see how errors are happening on your website. And when I mean see, I don't mean see an error log. I mean see visually what the heck the user did to cause your site to break. Because LogRocket gives you a session replay, which is a scrubbable video that gives you network requests, Redux store, uh, it gives you console logs, it gives you everything you could possibly see, even like mouse tracking, what the user did to click to break the thing. So you get all that and more uh, with LogRocket. So head on over to LogRocket.com forward slash syntax, sign up and get 14 days for free and just be able to reproduce your bugs live in a video without having to ask your users what the heck they did to break the thing. Okay, my name is Scott Talinsky. I'm a developer from Denver, Colorado. With me, as always, is the West Boss. Hey, everybody. Hey, Wes. How's it going? I'm doing good. Excited to talk about abstractions. Abstractions. Uh, you know, abstraction is one of those words. It's one of those terms that gets thrown around. We get so many terms in, in lingo and, and stuff. And new programmers will look at this stuff and just say, oh, this seems like scary. Uh, just because it's a some syntax, right? It's some some word that we don't know about. But what is abstraction in the most basic terms? So abstraction in its most basic form is basically hiding complexity, uh, basically by taking something and abstracting it, I'm using the word in its own definition, and, and <laughs> into uh, something else that's much easier to understand, right? Because in, in programming, we often write these big old functions that do this thing. And maybe you, you've seen it before where you have like a hundred line function, does this and this and this and this and this. Well, maybe it's worth it to take some of those steps and abstract them into smaller steps, uh, things that make maybe a little bit more sense, right? So Basically, what abstraction is, is taking complex things and encapsulating that into smaller ideas or smaller functions or smaller use cases. And we've largely seen this as uh, component developers by, well, think about it, right? We talk about this all the time with React and Vue and Svelte and whatever. You have a component. This component's gotten to be like 200 lines or whatever. It's obviously a massive component. Maybe this component should be broken down into something smaller. Maybe we should abstract this into little tiny components, encapsulate it. I used to have this um, programming language. It was a visual programming language called Max MSP for audio creation. I talk about it all the time. It's one of yeah. my first introductions to programming on here. And you create these little boxes and you connect them via patch cables. One of my favorite things about Max MSP is because it was all visual and you had these little patch cables and boxes, you could click and drag and select and then click encapsulate. And it just took all of that complexity and just shrunk it down into one little box. So instead of having 20 boxes, you now have one little box and it has its yeah. inputs and outputs, whatever. So that's really at its core what abstraction is. You're taking something that's big and complex and smushing it down into something that is a little bit more usable, pushable, whatever. And we can think about this all the time in our components. 
yeah, like reusability is a huge benefit of uh, of abstraction because uh, like certainly I have written code before where I find myself doing something like formatting money or making a fetch request that where only like one little one little piece is different. And I say, huh, like I'm doing this kind of similar in a couple of pieces of my application. Why don't I abstract this out into its own function, uh, into its own library? And then when I want to do this piece of functionality, I can just call this one one nice clean line. Um, not to mention, you probably can test that thing really nicely oh, yeah. in isolation without having to bring in the rest of the application into it. Totally. That, those are all like key, key points here. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the, the main concepts here, it's like, when do you know to abstract something, right? When does something become its own thing rather than this big hunk of thing? And this is all comes down to, in my mind, personal preference. You'll often see people uh, tout like, don't do this, do this, take, okay, components should be this line. And sometimes people even give like these like arbitrary line limits saying no function should be greater oh, than five yeah. lines. And uh, then you, you just end up with splitting everything where it not, doesn't, doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's, it's more or less like based on some arbitrary rule. For me, I often think about this as, again, like you mentioned, smaller, smaller things that are easier to test because it's much easier to test a function that checks the the currency or changes the currency or whatever. It's much easier to test that than to test the the entire order order thing at once, you know, processing the order or whatever. So if you have all these smaller little bits, you can test those little bits in isolation, make sure they work. And to me, that that makes the whole thing easier to test. It often has this like feeling of uh, when you look at a component, it's too heavy, it's too much, it's too complex. And reading this thing, maybe I don't understand exactly what it's doing. And to me, code should be readable. Uh, it should definitely, you should have a good understanding of what it does. And one of the things recently that got me thinking about abstraction in these kind of ways was I was thinking about some animation stuff I was doing. And I've been getting into Framer Motion a lot lately, you know, I've done a course on it. And I had a animated routes. I built animated routes. And to do animated routes, you have an animated animate presence component. Then you have your react router switch. Then you have your route component. Then you have your motion.div to do the animation. That's four components. And what I did is I wrote two abstractions, one of which combines the animate presence in the switch and one of which combines the route and the div. And they mm, still yeah. accept the same props and it has really smart defaults. So by by default, it automatically does an opacity change. And what you get is you get a much cleaner API. You can see that I have an animated route or an animate animated router and then an animated route. And that's it. And if you don't need to pass any props in there other than the, the route path, then the whole thing just works. And not only that, it's just so much easier to read. Uh, so to me, it comes down to, is this thing difficult to parse? Is it difficult to test? Is it difficult to read? And should I think about breaking it into smaller pieces? That's beautiful. I like that that way of approaching it. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, I sometimes go a little bit overboard with it. I would definitely veer on the side of abstracting too much. But then, you know, the downsides are if you abstract too much, you could see that there's very minimal savings, right? Like maybe you're you're saving one line of code and having to write a whole bunch of extra files and extra things and have this, call this, call this, call this, call this, whatever. And you get sort of a reduxy kind of mess where it's just, you don't know where the source of anything is because it's too far abstracted. So sometimes 
you have to be cognizant if the savings are worth it. Um, is the juice worth the squeeze there? <laughs> I, I agree. Like I, I go on the other side of things where I don't abstract until I absolutely need to. Sometimes ahead of time, you can think about like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to need a another function or reusable function to, to do this. But um, I much rather sort of just write it, be able to see everything, see how it all works, um, and then quickly abstract it out into its own package or its own function or its own file or something like that uh, once I see the the need for something like that. To me, it all comes down to reusability. You know, it all, it all comes yeah. down to like whether or not this thing needs to exist. And I was thinking about it specifically with my animated routes thing. It's like, oh, I have this animated routes I'm using on this one section, but... If I abstracted this into this components, I don't have to do any work to get animated routes throughout the rest of the entire site. Even if it's just a basic fade, I don't have to do any work. I just got to change a component here or there. Uh, I just, I'm just changing the import and the name of the component and the whole thing just works. So to me, it's like, what is the benefit versus what's the cost? And you have to sort of look at that. And that comes with experience and that comes with uh, experimenting. So don't feel like you shouldn't uh, abstract and don't feel like you should abstract when you're just learning, just play around with it. Feel free. I've gotten really into much smaller single use functions lately, just in terms of like, uh, that's like really functional programming. A function should do one thing and it spits out something and that's how you work. Right. Yeah. So for me personally, I I've been thinking a lot about that and breaking things up into smaller things. And, and sometimes abstraction is just a pointless layer, but sometimes it's really helpful. And I think there's also a difference between your personal code versus consumable libraries, right? Because if you think about it, a library that you're releasing off into the world, something that other people are using, needs to really fit so many more use cases than your own, right? For me, with my animated routes, all you have to do is pass the routes prop in and it works. But some people will be like, well, how do you get the route to fly in from the right? Well, with my particular abstraction, you can't. But if I was publishing this as a package, that would be a huge downside of the package that you couldn't do all that stuff. So what you end up having is when you when you have packages that are publicly and don't have these like really strong opinions, they have a whole ton of inputs. And the more inputs you add to something, the more complex and difficult it is to understand. So uh, I think there's a, a little bit of a trade off there in terms of like who's using this thing, what it needs to do uh, and, and how that all works. Have you seen uh, Chakra UI? It's a chakra-ui.com. Uh, let me check it out. I've heard of it. It's one of these um, component libraries. I think it's built yes. in. Yes, I've in, seen this. In motion. And it's really nice. There's a ton of components and they all look great. In my mind, these things are fantastic, but I would much rather write my own version of this if I have the opportunity, because what this has to do is it has to accept so many different use cases and so many different configurations that you end up having like a set of five or six props on something to, to change the way something looks where I would personally write my own or even take this and abstract it into my own components that have like these smart defaults. Because when you start adding inputs and you start adding props, it can get out of hand really quick in terms of usability, readability, and uh, I don't know, the, the less choice you give developers when doing design system stuff like this, mm -hmm. probably the better because the more cohesive the whole thing's going to be. You don't want you don't want people to be able to goof it up. Absolutely. So if you are writing components for your team and your use cases that aren't going to be made publicly available, or even if they are going to be publicly available, like don't worry about 
accommodating every particular use case. People ask us about our design system all the time and how we do things. And uh, let me look at my some of my components here. I have some layout components and I have a couple of layout components and they're very opinionated. And for instance, my layout uh, component itself is a singular style div and it only accepts one prop. And that prop is a string, which is either tight or wide. That's it. Those are the only options <laughs> to use the layout. I also have a columns one uh, columns component named calls and calls accepts one component and that's whether or not it's reversed. And our calls component gives us two evenly spaced columns, one that's like 30% or 65% and one's a fraction of that using CSS grid. And it, it, it's, a, it's whether or not the big one is on the right or the big one's on the left. That's the only <laughs> prop it takes. And because we have these like secure, uh, solid defaults, we just know that you can drop these things in and you don't need to configure them and you don't need to add anything else Again, our container prop, one, or our container component, one prop, our flex component. We have a flex component. Anytime we wanted to use like a flex box container, the only yeah. thing that we accept in this is a prop for our justify content. And we do that as a prop rather than a style thing just to, to keep it all in. But that's the only thing. Otherwise, it's just flex, right? You want to flex some items, yeah. it just works. Uh, and same with our grid component. Our grid component just takes an array of uh, how many columns we want, how many equal columns. Uh, so it's just very simple and keeping your, I'm glad that you, you say that because like a lot of my components are very similar in that. Like, I think sometimes people ask me to open source parts of my code base. I'm like, mm, it's, it's not gonna so, give you value. so specific yeah. to what I'm doing. And it's, it only does what I need. Like I don't, I'm not writing this thing where it's gonna, every single person in the world that ever wants to use it will have, have the ability to do so. It's just for my use case, and if I need, if I need to be able to add three columns, then I'll I'll modify that component and and add it in. I think that especially for people who maybe haven't worked in in code bases like that, they may be thinking that that's how they how people approach it. But honestly, it just adds more complexity to the the function or to the component to do more than you need it to do. And that's 100% the reason why I don't use frameworks, because if you have a framework, there's just too many options and too many variables and too much learning and too many things to distract. That's like very specific learning too. like it's it's 2020. Uh, how many people are still using that bootstrap knowledge that they they spent all that time in to figure out specifically how bootstrap works? Oh, you got to have the negative margin. you got to have the container like that stuff. I don't, I don't even think about that stuff anymore. And, and that's like almost wasted time learning that when I have my own component system that uh, just works. And since I wrote it, it, you know, I didn't have to learn it. Uh, so for me, that I guess it's an argument in, in writing your own things for your own use cases. And it's all dependent on time. But to me, this saves a lot of time because I don't have to learn these things. It took two seconds to write a flex component. So uh, for me, it's, it's all about knowing when things need to be buttoned up and, and pulled into the to their own thing and when to maybe look at this as being, it's too complex. Mm -hmm. And a funny, a funny example, I've been doing a lot of custom hooks. And so one of the things I've been doing is moving some of my GraphQL calls into their own custom hooks, uh, which is actually really kind of interesting because I haven't done this before, but I was thinking about it. I use this particular user query to grab the user all the time. And so I have to import the user query from the GraphQL file or even worse, copy and paste the user query into each file, depending on how you do that. Then you have to do the the whole Apollo client, use query, pass query, whatever, do all the exact same things every time. Whereas if I were to abstract that into a custom hook, that's just 
use user. That all happens behind the scenes. I only do one import. There's only one source of what it's grabbing, whatever. I don't have to import all those things. I just import use user, pop it in there, and I got the user. So uh, for me, React Hooks is specifically custom React Hooks has really changed my viewpoint on when to abstract things and how simple some things can get. And uh, I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. I think that's a good way to end it. Thanks, Scott, for leading this one off on abstraction. It's funny, a topic we've never covered before. I saw it and I was like, we must have covered that, but certainly we haven't. So uh, that was a good one. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.